Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. This is episode 140, and the topic of conversation today is the art of autoregulation. Now, autoregulation, it's a big word, but it has a fairly simple meaning once you understand what it is. And really, at the crux of things, this is what it comes down to, is knowing when to go hard and when to take it easy. And possibly even when to take a rest day, all right? Deep down, it's having an intimate understanding and knowledge of your body um, and how it's functioning based upon your 100% or compared to your 100% capacity. So there is some science to it, and there is also some art that goes into it as well, getting a very good and accurate understanding of how your body is performing on a day-to-day basis. Now, I am of the belief that auto-regulating is something that you can learn through practice, a bit of trial and error, and also understanding the inner workings of your body. So there are a lot of things within the human body as an organism that we just do physiologically across the board. You do them, I do them, your neighbor does them, your you know, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your cousins, we all do things the same way in a lot of respects. Like the, the human body, you know, we have the same organs, the same tissues and that type of thing. So there's a lot of commonalities from that side of things, okay? You know, we understand that the heart has a function and a vital role to play in the body. We understand that the cardiorespiratory system has its own specific functions and its own role to play in making your body or making the human body, I should say, perform optimally, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, we understand that, you know, if you have a dumbbell in your left hand and you bring that dumbbell up towards your shoulder, you're flexing the elbow and you are contracting the bicep, also known as a bicep curl. These are irrefutable facts. These are things that happen universally, all right? And when it comes to things like auto-regulation, knowing when you should push or when you should hold back or when you should maybe pump the brakes and actually have a rest day, uh, this is something I feel like people are getting further and further away from and they're getting worse at actually understanding. And the reason for it is this. Big sigh. Unfortunately, most people don't know how they actually feel. And the reason I say that is based upon what is your true maximum because they've rarely ever given it. And you might hear that and think, Jesse, that's bullshit. I always give 100%. Well, I am going to propose to you that if you have done it, it's been very sparingly, you very rarely push to those upper limits or those edges of your capacity. And this is the thing. You have to know what the edge feels like. You have to push yourself to the absolute limit to know where that cliff face is. I'm good. I'm good. I'm continuing to keep going. I'm just, oh my God, I'm doing things I've never done before. Holy shit, I didn't realize there's this fit or this strong or you know this mobile or this athletic. And then fuck, I did something that was beyond my capacity. And you fall off the proverbial cliff. It takes quite a lot of that hands-on um, personal experience to understand what you are truly capable of. Because what you're truly capable of, your 100%, your maximum effort, this is your benchmark. This is what you're using as your frame of reference. All right. Now, there's a lot of different ways that you can gauge and test and measure uh, how your body responds to stress and training, physical stress, okay, whether it's cardio training, strength training, sport, 
what have you you know obstacle course racing you name it there's this there's there's a tool there's a device that you can use to crack and measure these things but one of the things that i've found personally to be one of the most accurate ways of figuring out where my edge or where my cliff or my upper limit is is by continually exposing myself to hard shit putting my mind and my body through excruciatingly difficult physical endeavors Okay, so this is this is the part where again a lot of people they need to get out of their brain and into their body to find to find the edge, to find that upper limit, to find your true one hundred percent. You can't fucking read about it. You can't watch other people achieve these amazing physical feats and these you know amazing endeavors and think holy shit that's incredible, or look at something and say. Oh, there's a guy who ran a marathon. Oh, I reckon I could do it. Well, you reckon you could. That's that's all great. This is fucking hypothetical fluff. This is you creating a narrative or a false narrative at that um, in your mind. It doesn't exist. All right? It's like if I, let's say I was really artistic and I could draw a mansion. It's got 44 rooms, you know, 14 bathrooms, six showers, a pool, and so forth. I could draw that in, you know, great detail and be a fucking Picasso with the pencil or with, you know, the colors and the lines and the textures and the shadowing and all of this shit, right? I could draw the best fucking mansion the world has ever seen. But do you know what it is? It's a picture of a mansion on a piece of paper. It doesn't actually exist except for in my mind's eye and what you see on the paper. So all we're doing here is we're talking and we're doing things hypothetically, theoretically. So you may think you can run a marathon or, you know, squat twice your body weight or bench press your body weight or insert your goal or insert, you know, something that you read in a book and think, fuck yeah, I can do that. But you actually have to go on it, go out there and do it. You actually have to go and get in the arena. So for me, some of the physical uh, challenges and tasks and things that I've done over my years have been fucking brutal. And there's been a lot of times where I've absolutely hated it. You know, doing fucking hill sprints in sand, beach runs. You know, I still remember when I was 16 years old, when I was living in Adelaide, we did a pre-season at a place called the Snake Pit. And this, it fucking sucked. You know, 16 years old, me plus the rest of the, the, the footy boys, the football lads, you know, running up and down this fucking snake pit in Adelaide. It's fucking, it sucked balls. It was, it was terrible. It's really difficult. You know, numerous beep tests, you know, 300 burpees for time. The, the number of Boxing Day sessions that I've, completed you know a 12-hour physical challenge doing you know five-minute snatch testers doing the sfg one and level two certifications obstacle course races like spartan race and uh true grit you know half marathon you know two times body weight deadlift a half body weight single arm military press these are things that i have not just made up I haven't thought about them. I haven't drawn them. I haven't fucking visualized them. They have actually occurred. These are real life events. So all of those things, and I, I don't say these things to show off or, you know, brag and boast. I do it to paint this picture. Not the mansion, by the way, but another picture. All of those things that I just said, all of those feats, all of them let me know what my mind and body are capable of withstanding. Not through thinking about it, not by being theoretical, not by reading about it, not hypothetically speaking, but in reality. Because these are all things that I've actually done. In a world where it's so easy to talk about what you're going to do or what you could do or what you might do, uh, that means nothing. Words are fucking, you know, priceless. They don't, they don't mean anything. 
You know, it's it's what you do. That mansion that I just draw or that I just drew, someone may pay millions of dollars for it. You know, but it still doesn't change the fact that it doesn't exist. It's just a drawing. It's not actually a mansion with however many fucking rooms and bathrooms and showers and jacuzzis and fucking tennis courts it has on it. All right? So you've got to get out of the out of that trap of just thinking about things and hypothesizing. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I might be able to do that. Or oh, that looks challenging. Or oh, that sounds cool. Get out of your fucking brain and get into your body. Understand what it is you're actually capable of. And also, if you do reach the edge or happen to go over the cliff, as I like to call it, understand where your upper limit is. I'm good up until this point. And then you know, okay, that's where I fell off. So these feats of physicality, they tell me, they tell me in black and white what I'm capable of and what my best actually is, what my true 100% is. So those are the those are the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life, right? You know, I didn't do them all at once. You know, they're all different moments in my lifetime. But that's my ceiling. That's my upper limit. It's the frame of reference that I compare how how hard I can push on any given day. Does that make sense? So when somebody says, hey, I'm not feeling well, I'm not feeling, you know, up to train, I don't feel good. You know, that's, that's yeah, okay. Acknowledge that, understand that that's how you might be feeling, yes. And you already know how I feel about feelings. <laughs> um, acknowledge they're there, yeah. And then just, you know, act accordingly. So I'm going to read you, uh, I have my show notes in front of me. I'm going to read you the definition or how I define auto-regulation. Okay, so please listen and pay attention because it's been, uh, I've tried to take some dedicated time to actually articulate what it is and what it is not. Uh, so you can understand how to best auto-regulate your own training. So whether it, whether it means you have to push hard or whether it means you need to back things off or whether it means, okay, proceed with caution um, kind of thing. But this is the way that I define auto-regulation. Auto-regulation is the consistent and continual adjustment or regulation of effort and intensity based upon how you present on any given day. Meaning you turn the dial up or down. So by way of increasing or decreasing your output accordingly. So you do that based upon how you feel and what your body is telling you, consciously or subconsciously. So this is where you have to pay attention to what your body is telling you. It's telling you things and it's sending signals every single day. Uh, joints are a bit cranky. Energy levels are a bit low. You know, hard to open the eyes this morning. Uh, feel really good. Cognitively, you know, brain-wise, feeling very alert, very active. This is good. Uh, a lot of adrenaline, a lot of pent-up energy. These are all things that you can use to assess whether you push hard at training, whether you back things off, or whether it means, okay, I'm just going to go in, get my work done, and get out. That's really how I would define auto-regulation. It is the consistent and continual adjustment or regulation of effort and intensity based upon how you present on any given day meaning you turn the dial up or down and you do that by increasing or decreasing your output accordingly based upon how you feel and what your body is telling you consciously or subconsciously now if you don't pay attention to what your body is telling you uh <laughs> you're gonna get some fucking feedback all right you're gonna get some form of uh, communication whether it's a niggle, whether it's an injury, whether it's an illness, whether it's, you know, a life event happens to you, whatever it is, you know, mate, that, that life event might happen because, hey, you're just not functioning as you normally would. And this is where auto-regulating things can get a little bit tricky, okay? A lot of people get their auto-regulation from external sources, all right? A lot of people now get feedback on their recovery and how they feel externally and artificially through technology. Um, wearable watches, 
you know, sleep trackers, uh, a strap on their arm, something that gives them information or data or some kind of feedback mechanism that says, hey, you're operating at this level, whatever this level happens to be, whether it's, yep, you're high functioning, you're moderately functioning, or you're functioning at a low level today. Now, all of this technology it does serve a purpose, uh, but I find there's a problem with it, a big problem. Tuning into yet another technological device means that you tune out of listening to your own body, all right? If you don't even understand how to listen and get feedback and informed decisions from your own body, that's a problem. You're in your own body every day, and if you don't understand how it's feeling and functioning, nobody in the fucking world will, and certainly not a fucking piece of technological data or a strap or a device that's on your arm. It's, it's up to you to read and understand the cues and signals that your body is sending you every single day. Like how much more technology do we need to run a body? We survived for hundreds, you know, thousands of years without fucking technology. And now it's just fucking booming. There's technology for this. There's an apparatus for that. There's a device to track this. You know, there's a... Sometimes technology is good, but there's a time to actually also access what we have right in front of us. So I'm going to give you two simple ways, two simple ways to assess your readiness to train. All right. These are two very simple and cost, they don't cost you anything. Uh, they're free uh, methods to crack or assess your readiness to train on any given day. Number one, resting heart rate. You can check your carotid pulse or you can check your radial pulse on the wrist and count for beats per minute. If you do this on a consistent basis, you will get your baseline or an average. So let's say you track and measure, you record your resting heart rate for seven days. Add all those numbers up, divide it by seven, get that average. That's your baseline. If your baseline or if your resting heart rate spikes well above that, so let's say it's a 50 beats per minute and suddenly it's at 62 beats a minute. Whoa, I'm resting, I'm sitting down, I'm chilling out and my heart rate is 12 beats higher than usual. Okay, might wanna look into that. That's something to consider and identify. Why is that happening? My resting heart rate is 50 and now it's at 62. It's not a cause for alarm, but it is a cause, uh, a cause for further investigation, understanding why that's happened. Maybe it's been lack of sleep. Maybe it's been poor eating choices. Maybe it's the fact that you went out to a concert last night and you got fucking rowdy. You know, maybe it's, yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. So for me, you know, maybe it's getting in the mosh pit. Uh, whatever it is, um, it's understanding some key metrics. So resting heart rate is super simple. You can check your carotid pulse on the neck or the radial pulse on the wrist. Uh, the other is blood pressure. Again, you compare this to your average or your standard uh, blood pressure reading. So if your you know, typical blood pressure is 125 over 80, and then all of a sudden it's 145 over 95, whoa, Jimmy, what's going on, brother? You a little bit stressed? You know, work got you down? You know, you got some, maybe you got some, some lady problems or, you know, some problems at home? Maybe it's the fact that, all right, maybe today you were just slammed at work and you had six coffees. All, any and all of those things can and will have a, uh, an impact on your blood pressure. But if it's been a cruisy day, you've had a nice gentle day, you know, you went to the cafe and you caught up with a friend or a colleague and, you know, you, you just had a typical work day, Eating's been good, sleep's been good, everything at home's cruisy, um, and your blood pressure's 145 over 95 when it's typically 120 over 80. Yeah, okay, we want to we, we, we definitely keep an eye on that and figure out what's going on. You know, is your weight the same? Have you been doing less cardio? Maybe you've packed on some weight and didn't realize it. Again, 
track, measure. All right. So for, for the blood pressure, yes, I do understand that I'm talking about reading and understanding your body and getting away from technology. Uh, I don't know any other way to check fucking uh, blood pressure and what's happening internally on the heart. So, um, yeah, in that instance, I do want to know what's happening internally. Resting heart rate, you can do that manually. That's that's not a problem, but blood pressure, uh, it, it's one of these, if you're trying to get away from technology and that's something you want to get away from as well, uh, proceed with caution, proceed at your own risk. Uh, heart function is not something you want to take lightly or just dismiss. Uh, understand the inner workings of the heart and, uh, you know, get some baseline data. But using a fucking strap for this and a subscription for that uh, to check, you know, how you slept, you know, um, one of my guys, he has, a, I think it's a Garmin watch and it has a, what's called a body battery. So it's, it's a reading out of a hundred points and it tells him kind of where he is on any given day. And I can tell you right now, uh, most of the time when he comes into train, he trains in the afternoon, uh, that number's quite low. So if I was to solely go by what the body battery says, we we wouldn't be pushing very hard at all. <laughs> but I ask him other questions. I'll I'll ask him, you know, how he's feeling, what's been happening at work, and all of the rest of it. And we'll go through the the warm up, and I'll I'll generally see that'll tell me enough to see how he's moving on the day, and that um is generally sufficient to get a good response. And you know, he has access to the thing, but I don't use that generally to inform my decision making on how we train. We train pretty hard on a regular basis and he recovers well from it, irrespective of what that watch says. Um, yeah. So like I said, the resting heart rate, just to go back, the resting heart rate and the blood pressure, if those numbers are drastically higher than your baseline, it's saying that the body is probably under more stress than it can recover from. So sometimes it means, all right, if there's been a spike in training load, let's say you went from three days a week training to five days a week training, uh, yeah, your body's probably going to have to work a bit harder to recover from that, uh, both from a cognitive and a neurological standpoint, like the brain and the nervous system is working a lot harder to fulfill those extra demands, but also the muscular system. You know, your joints and your, your muscles, they have to recover from that stuff. And if you're deconditioned and you haven't had a proper progression in terms of increasing from three days to five days and it's all high intensity, um, yeah, you're probably not going to recover from that quite as well as you hope to. So un understand these these concepts, guys, because it's quite it's quite important you understand it. And it's it, there is some science to it, but if you look at it from a common sense standpoint, what I'm talking about here and this next point, um, you, you'll be in a really good position to assess, you know, when you uh, when you can push and maybe when to back things off. All right, stress load and capacity is exceeding your ability to deal with it and manage it. Uh, this can sometimes be called overtraining, okay? If you've been in the strength training realm for a while, you've heard the term overtraining. Uh, this can also be confused with under recovery, okay? Every day your body is telling you things and it's giving you information. It's sending you signals and it's giving you input, okay? It's up to you to pay attention to that and hear what it's saying. If you're always feeling sore, stiff, you're getting little niggles, energy levels are decreasing, libido is going down, things like this. Uh, these are all signs. These are all signals. This is all information for you to process and think, why is this happening? Okay? Because if your body cannot recover from X amount of stress, and you apply Y amount of stress, a higher amount, um, yeah, you're probably going to go backwards. Your body is going to probably put up some walls and rebel and say, nope, I can't deal with that. That's what auto-regulation helps you do is to mitigate, you know, your body putting up walls and pumping the brakes. So overtraining is a word that gets bandied about. Uh, for a while, it was just because I'm interested in athletic development and I follow some high performance coaches and so forth. You know, they talk about load management and all of these things. Um, overtraining is a real thing. 
I, I do believe it is. A, I do believe it is a thing, uh, but I also think under recovery is a piece that gets neglected or not talked about enough. So this is where you've got to manage the whole, the whole puzzle. Okay, don't just look at one piece where it's the overtraining piece. Uh, look at the recovery aspect. Look at the the things that contribute to stress. Just globally, I'm not. I'm not just talking about training stress. I'm talking about stress across the board work at home uh of self as well so your thoughts and what you're thinking about you know do you feel good about yourself do you feel good about the thoughts you're having um are you thinking about what you're thinking about that's a deep concept in and of itself a lot of people have no thought um or no uh what's the word i'm looking for they just say the first thing that comes to mind. They don't process it. They don't think about it. They don't. Yeah, there's no, there's no deeper rationale or thought behind it. It's just, I think this, so therefore I say this. I thought about doing this, so I did it. Okay. Now there's going to be days when you feel great and you feel like you're invincible and you can run through a fucking wall. You know, you put any any obstacle, any challenge in front of you, and you're like, bring it on. And there are going to be other days where you feel lethargic, where you feel flat, you know, brain dead. And sometimes you just have zero energy. This is when you have to make up your mind um, about how hard you go and how hard you push things on a given training day. All right. So again, this is a way for you to assess and auto-regulate auto -regulate your training based upon how you feel. So if you feel good, okay, I want to see you push things. Uh, see what you've got inside, you know, push the limit. Aim to hit the top number on your program. So if an exercise calls for 10 to 12 reps, uh, yeah, 12. That's your goal. That's your target. That's your mission. And we're looking for heavy weights, uh, full intent, and maximum focus. Concentrate on what you're doing for the full 60 minutes or 45 minutes, however long your training session is. When you feel average, uh, you just get in there. You aim for a bit more than the bare minimum uh, on the program. So if the program calls for six to eight reps, okay, maybe your target is I'm not going to hit I'm not going to hit eight, but I can do six or seven. All right, and you do that for the first set or two, and go from there. You know, maybe you build into the session. Maybe you start off a bit slow and a bit sluggish, but you get going, you know, the heart's pumping a bit more, you're warmer, and suddenly you've hit your straps. All right? And if you hit that six or seven and that's still a bit much, you might need to back things off a little bit. And on the days that you just feel bad, you wake up and you start to think about training and getting your workout in. It's probably time for you to back things off, to hit the low number on your program. You know, uh, I've got, <laughs> I've got, you know, split squats or I've got walking lunges on the program. Fuck. And it says you've got four to six reps each side with a weight that's pretty, pretty challenging for you. Okay, four to six. Yep, I'm just doing four. Yep, cool. Acknowledged. You know, you just hit that low number on your program. Uh, if that's still too heavy, you do your four reps and the, the technique isn't where it needs to be, decrease the weight. Reduce the number of reps that you perform. Increase the rest periods if you need to. Or, or even cut, eliminate a working set if you absolutely have to. So let's say, for example... Uh, exercise number one is the most important exercise of the day, okay? That's why it's first. That's why it's got number one next to it, all right? Let's say you've got five sets of, what's a good exercise? Let's let's call it a deadlift. Let's say you've got a deadlift of any variation. Could be a trap bar, could be a straight bar, could be a RDL, could be a kettlebell, doesn't matter. First exercise on the agenda for today is a deadlift. Normally, you're excited about it. Yes, enthusiastic, get to lift something heavy off the ground. Fuck yeah. And you roll into training and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. I really do not feel like lifting something heavy off the ground today. I just don't have it in me. Yes. Today is going to be a tough day. 
So you think to yourself, five sets of three reps, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. All right, let's keep the uh, the intensity a little bit higher. Well, let's keep the intensity high-ish. Let's reduce the volume. Let's go to three sets of three. Bit of a compromise there. You're still getting some good quality of work in, um, but you're not going to fuck yourself over. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to you're not going to drown in work. You know, you can do one set. Yeah, all right, cool. And then you do two sets. Oh, you know, if you had five, it's like shit. I'm not even halfway there. But if you got three sets of three, you do the first set. You're like, all right, I've only got two more to go. Then you do the second set. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I can do one more set. <laughs> and you do the third set. Cool, done, tick, move on. That's 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 the art of auto regulating. You're not bitching out and just blanket state. Uh, you're not having a blanket statement of, I don't feel like training today. I can't be bothered. I'm just going to bin it. That's I am not giving you permission to do that. I repeat, I am not giving you a pass to bitch out on your training on a day where maybe I just don't want to go to the gym. I just don't want to go for my run. Negative. I'm not. That, I'm not saying that. I'm saying on the days that you legitimately feel bad, your energy is low, you, you can just feel the body's not moving like it normally would, the, you know, the joints are a bit achy or whatever it is, um, and you're you're contemplating the fuck's going on, okay? It's not a, it's not a short-term feeling that comes over you. It's something that, you know, you wake up and you're kind of like, oh, I just feel a bit off. I feel flat, feel low. Yeah, I'm going to just keep my eye on that. That's where we decide how much to pull back, okay? Now, this next part is something I do, I do want to talk about, okay? If you ever get a point of or a feeling of I don't feel like training, that's cool. Uh, you don't have to train tomorrow. But today... You do train. Because more than likely, in a scenario like that, it's your inner bitch that has come across the shoulder and has told you to be weak and told you to give in on a short-term impulse. And it's telling you to choose comfort over discomfort. This is a lesson that I got firsthand when I was very, very young. And... Um, it was when I was doing Taekwondo, I was a little tacker, my brother, Levi, and I, we didn't want to go to class that particular, that particular night. We're like, mom, we don't want to go tonight. Can we just, can we go home? Like we're in the fucking car. We're, we're almost there. We're like on the way. Um, so we said that to mom and she said, that's fine. You know, you don't have to do it again if you don't want to. That's like, that's cool. Um, but you need to tell me earlier. You need to give me more notice. So you're going to go to Taekwondo tonight, but in the future, if you don't feel like going, you know, just tell me, tell me a day in advance or tell me in the morning, uh, but, you know, not while we're in the car. So needless to say, we went to class, we did the class, and we got better as a result. So that's, that's a little, you know, firsthand experience of, you know, my slash our, you know, weakness trying to overcome what it is we're trying to achieve. We just didn't feel like going that night. That's cool. Yeah, we'll, you go tonight. If you still feel the same way tomorrow, then we'll, we'll assess that tomorrow. But tonight you're going. And the reason that I say that, it's, it's A, to give you an example of, you know, I, I've been there as well. I do get the same feelings that you do. I'm not immune to it. I'm not a fucking robot. But it is also my experience that most people who say they need a rest day Okay, which is a lot of people, they just, you know, I'm having one day where I feel down or feel a little bit, you know, flat or just don't have it in me today. Most people who in that situation, they say they need a rest day, uh, they in fact need to toughen up. They need to head down to their local Bunnings and go and grab some, you know, go and grab a cup of concrete or drink, you know, drink some cement, harden up a little bit. That's That's a fact. Some people just, you know, it could be a weekly fucking basis. And, you know, maybe they had one good training session, one, you know, great workout. And they think, oh, you know, I, I did a great session on Monday. I've, I've earned a rest. What do you mean you've earned a rest? 
she did what you were supposed to do. You know, you, you turned up and you put in a great day at work. You're going to go, to, are you going to ring up the boss or send him an email back? Hey, boss, I fucking killed things today. Can I have tomorrow off? The boss will probably be like, the fuck's wrong with you? Get in here tomorrow at nine o'clock. You know, just because you do your job once, you know, you don't you don't have to get a pat on the back for it or have a rest day. Uh, sometimes it could be, all right, cool, do it again. Or like I said, sometimes it is, you know, go down to aisle 48 and pick up a, you know, cup of concrete. Sometimes you do need to just harden up. This is something I would like to see a bit more of in the world. And I'm, I'm not talking about it in all aspects, but I am talking about it in terms of, do I train, do I not train? Yep. Now, this next part here, <clears throat> if you've been training for a while, you'll understand what I'm talking about, especially if uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you get it. And what I mean by get it is you have goals, you have targets, you have things you want to achieve and you're getting after them. The people who never take a back off week, do any deloading or an easy training day or who perhaps have difficulty resting uh, like myself they need to do the opposite and sometimes you do need to let your body take a small breather catch a breath all right on the days that you you know that you're probably burning the candle at both ends and you've been pushing hard for you know a good couple of weeks or maybe a couple of months and you've just been fucking grinding away do you know what happens if you grind something too much? Let's say you've got a, a stone and you grind it down and you grind it down even further, it gets smaller and smaller. If you keep doing that, uh, it grinds down to dust. It, grind, it literally grinds down to nothing. So uh, I don't like using this term, but this is the, uh, I got this from Tim Grover. He talks about, you know, everybody likes to talk about the grind. If you grind something down enough, it gets smaller and smaller until eventually you have obliterated it into nothing so that that can that can occur as well you can get to a point where you've just been pushing the envelope so hard for so long and your body just can't take it anymore it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back i find myself in that category i am one of these people who does not like to take my foot off the accelerator um so as i record this i'm actually having to take a forced break it's it's actually not my decision i have a i have a, a a recent injury from sport uh blunt force trauma injury and yeah basically i can't do the things that i want to do right now which is quite frustrating <laughs> both from a physical standpoint and also from a mental standpoint I, I like the process of training i like doing physical things i like pushing my body i like getting better um but I don't really have a I don't really have a say in a say in things at the moment. So you know it is what it is. I can't control it, and I'm just doing the best I can to work around it. So today I went for a walk. I did a trail walk, um, and even <laughs> the force break. The way I look at things, right, is I just completed a seven week training program a program i've just designed and i've fucking worked myself through seven weeks following the program to a t and i was all excited this week to come in and go into you know fuller SCHQ and retest my turkish get up for a one rep max and i got injured last week and that's basically put a halt to that so anyway my plan was i've already been thinking about it you know i've been told four to six weeks of basically rest um, and non-contact sports, which is a bummer, <laughs> to put it lightly. But this is the way I'm thinking about it. It's like, okay, I can't do contact sports, Roger, okay? The, the heavy and the dynamic lifting, yeah, that's probably out for now. Rucking, nope. Walking, I can walk. And then I'm already thinking, what's above walking? Rucking. No, I can't ruck. So, all right, I'm not going to go for a walk around the block because I already know I can do that comfortably. I need something a little bit more than that to just keep me sane and stimulate my my brain a little bit as well. So I went for a trail walk. Didn't walk around the block. It's too easy. 
the ruck probably a little bit too much too soon. So I, I went for a trail walk. It was slow. It was controlled. Um, not, nothing taxing, but it was fucking therapeutic. <laughs> I can tell you that. I was out in the woods. I didn't see a single person. I saw one person basically on the trail the whole time. 53 minutes of just, yeah, getting out there with nature, getting a bit of sun and doing something low intensity for my body. So, like I said, I'm one of these people I like to get after. I like to push things. Um, so, yeah, you got to find that right level. You've got to find that, uh, that balance. Now, a good way for you to categorize this and might make the right call for you is this. Ask yourself the following. Are you, A, the type of person with high discipline who likes to push the envelope, you know, is a hard charger, someone who always does the work and who gets after it? Or are you the B person who is someone who looks for the easy way out, who lacks discipline, who wants the shortcut, the hack, the path of least resistance and avoids discomfort most of the time? If your person A, who likes to get after it and push, uh, yeah, you may benefit from uh, taking a deload, having an easy session, or having a training day off if you feel like you absolutely need it. If you're absolutely knackered and you know, you know you're burning that candle at both ends and it's getting really thin, um, yeah, you probably do. You probably do need to pull things back a little bit because your natural inclination is to push things when maybe you need to pull back a little bit, all right? And on the flip side, if you're person B and you struggle to get motivated, you can't really push yourself that hard and you're generally inclined to take things easy, uh, you likely need to toughen up and get it done. That's auto-regulation. You have to assess and acknowledge what type of person you are, so what your natural inclination is. And sometimes it's as simple as... <laughs> This has actually just come up into my brain. Uh, as simple as this has actually come from the Daily Stoic, is do the opposite. If you're somebody who likes to fucking go, 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 yeah, you might need to pump the brakes. And if you're somebody who kind of likes to cruise along in first or second gear, hey, you might need to put your fucking foot on that throttle and just fucking go. And I, I'm laughing about that Seinfeld. Um, kind of topic because I had a session with one of my clients and she's a huge Seinfeld fan like me. So uh, props to her for that one, just for as a little reminder where George, uh, George Costanza is told by Jerry, you know, if everything that you do doesn't get you what you want, maybe you've got to do the opposite and you'll get things right. And he tries it and it fucking works a charm for him. So maybe that's what you need as well. Um, but like I said, there's generally no benefit in never pushing yourself to see what you're capable of either. So you can't always be the person who pushes and pushes and pushes and pushes and pushes and pushes and pushes because there'll be a point where you push yourself off the cliff. Um, and on the flip side, you can't be one of these people who just potters along and just, you know, one step at a time, going slow, just, yep. I'm just cruising, just going through the motions. la di da di da You've actually got to fucking move with a bit of urgency, a bit of intent, uh, a bit of fucking, you know, acceleration, purpose, if you will. All right? The way I like to summarize this is basically the easy workers need to work harder and the harder workers need to take it easy. So assess which one of those you are. Do you consider yourself a hard worker? Okay, yep. Uh, all right, be mindful of the stop signs and know when to dial things back. And if you're somebody who doesn't get out of first or second gear or maybe just touches third, all right, cool. Maybe it's time to actually just fucking do the thing. And I, I do want to emphasize this next point. What I'm recommending here and what I'm saying here is from time to time. This isn't an all the time deal. This isn't an every training session, you know, making the decision, do I train, do I not train? I'm talking on a periodic basis. Auto-regulation is something you can monitor daily and weekly, but the big decisions shouldn't happen very frequently. 
That is if you're developing your strength, building some grit and the mental muscles in conjunction with the physical. Because this is what happens, all right? Uh, contrary to popular belief, strength training, cardiovascular work, all of these things, it doesn't get easier over time. It gets harder. But as you get stronger, you can handle more load, capacity, and stress. This is what you need to understand. And the way you manage and build this, you build it and monitor it is by making micro adjustments. That's really the art of auto-regulation. Adjust little by little. You know, we're not making these huge wholesale changes, you know, because Jesse said, I need a day off because I'm a hard charger. Well, if you don't need a day off, you, you, you don't need a day off. And if you want a day off, but you shouldn't take one, uh, don't take a day off. <laughs> it's like, I, I laugh when I say that because I, I, like I said, I've gone through so many different physical endeavors and I know what I'm capable of. And I know when I'm being soft and I need to toughen up. And I know when, okay, yeah, I should probably, th this is getting borderline. I, I don't want to say stupid, but uh, risky. And okay, yeah. I need to dial it back a little bit, otherwise bad shit could happen. That's the art of auto-regulation. I'm very in tune with my body. I understand its limitations. Um, I understand where my ceiling is. And I'm generally pretty good at knowing when to push and when to pull back. And it's, it's taken a lot of time and a lot of trial and error, I can tell you that. So go forward and try things out. See if they work for you. Adjust that dial up or down. And you'll, you'll start to figure some shit out. That's the technical term. You will figure shit out. <laughs> so understand some basic markers like your resting heart rate and your blood pressure as a guide to help you make decisions. But don't let it be the sole marker of you going hard or going home. You know, if if I'll use that 50 beats per minute as the blood pressure, uh, as the resting heart rate, if your average heart rate is 50, and on one day it reads 53. You don't need to freak out. Oh my God, my my resting pulse is up three beats a minute. I, I've got to go home and rest and put my feet up. Just, it's three beats a minute. Get the fuck on with it. <laughs> like, honestly, if it's going from 50 and you've ch you've tested it for, you know, seven days and the, the variation is five beats a minute. So let's say one day was a 45 and one day was a 55 and all the rest were somewhere in between those two points, giving you an average of 50 beats per minute. You know, 53 is in that safe zone. You go for it. You've got the green light. Go, train, do the thing. But if it's spiking from 50 and you're, you've never been above 60 and it shoots out, holy crap, I, I've, I'm literally sitting down in a recliner or on my sofa and... I've had nothing stress me out and my resting heart rate is 65 or 67 beats a minute. Yeah. Uh, some warning, some warning shots there. Some warning signs have been, you know, shown right then and there. Uh, let's assess why that is. And like I said, if you're in doubt, okay, if you are in doubt, do the thing here and now today. And if you're in the same position or a similar position of, you know, do I train, do I push hard, do I scale things back a little bit uh, tomorrow, uh, then take the rest. But do today. Just get that tick on the board for today. And if you still feel the same tomorrow, cool. You know, take the rest tomorrow. And if it's consecutive days over and over and, and you're just saying, no, nah, I'll keep going. Oh, I'm not sure how I feel. No, nah, I'll keep going. Again, if you are that hard charge or someone who likes to get after it, Maybe you do need to pump the brakes or maybe somebody needs to pull you up and say, hey, you know, you've been pushing pretty hard for a while now. How you doing, man? How's your energy? And uh, ask some questions. But it could just be a moment of weakness or just a momentary lapse in what you're trying to achieve. Like we, we all have them. It's, it's the old, you know, you've got the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. All right. You have to assess whether or not it's due to weakness, just that little internal dialogue of, don't do the thing, Jimmy. Go and sit down on the couch. And maybe it's just, oh, I forgot I had training. Or, you know, 
I had two things to do and I chose, you know, what was more comfortable over what was less comfortable. So what I want you to think about just to start to bring bring this home, think about your 100% and how you compare and how you stack up to that today, like here and now. Take into account your sleep, your nutrition, your hydration, and your controllable stress. And then decide where you are based upon that. So if you haven't done well across those four areas, start there. Do not assume that you need a rest automatically. If you've had shit sleep, uh, you've eaten badly, you've not had any water, and you've been scrolling social media and watching the news and you know listening to Fran talk about all of her problems. Uh, I'm sorry, that doesn't give you a fucking pass to skip training because you've had a bad day. The thing is, you didn't set yourself up for success. This is part of auto-regulation, is controlling your controllables. All right? Get those things right. And if you've done them, and hey, you still don't feel right, you still feel flat, you still feel low energy, you still feel like you can't do it, cool. You have my blessing. Take that rest day. So here are some numbers, all right? Here are some numbers for you to work on in terms of auto-regulating your training. If you feel 100%, go as hard as you possibly fucking want. Lift heavy. Go for the high number of reps on your training program. Push the envelope. See what you're capable of. If you're at 80%, uh, train hard, but be wary of the warnings and the stop signs because your body will send you some. Uh, so, for example, things that aren't usually hard that are or reps that you'd usually perform with no dramas become difficult. These are little warning signs that say, hey, just keep an eye on me because I'm struggling a bit more than I usually would. If you're at 60%, go through the motions. I'm not saying be lazy. I am saying go through the motions. If you're squatting, go through the squatting motion. Do it with intent. Do it with quality. Um, but know that it will likely be at a reduced effort or intensity. So it might be lighter, fewer reps, uh, less volume. Maybe you cut or drop one or two sets. Um, so yeah, less volume, longer rest periods. Maybe it's more mobility work just to get rid of the aches and the pains and some restoration work and maybe even some breathing drills as well. So we're getting you from a sympathetic nervous system i'm fucking fight or flight i'm stimulated i'm i'm fucking on to parasympathetic i'm resting i'm relaxing i'm getting my body back to homeostasis a state of balance and then if you're at 40 percent, yeah if you're at 40 percent or lower um probably a good idea for you to go home rest and recover uh this does not mean do nothing what it does mean is work on those four areas your sleep, good quality. I want quantity and quality sleep. Uh, nutrition, eat well. Eat like a grown-up adult who has goals. Eat for them, yeah? Uh, hydrate yourself with water. Not alcohol, water. And control your stress, okay? Read books. Feed your mind good shit. And get lots of vitamins and minerals. So you want to prioritize your protein, okay? Eat your fruits, eat your vegetables, get lots of micronutrients to support and boost your immune system. If your body is struggling with something internally in terms of fighting off infection, cold, illness, you know, uh, repairing and rebuilding muscle tissue, uh, those are your priorities. So get on top of those nice and early. So guys, that right there is the art of auto-regulation. Uh, combining science, experience, common sense, which is not common anymore, um, your reality and what you need a dose of. So what I mean by that is, like I said, if you're inclined to be gear one, two or three, yeah, you probably need a push towards challenge to just do the fucking thing. Or if you're on the flip side and you've been working, you know, revving the fuck out of your car, which is your body at five, six, 7,000 RPMs, you know, and that dial's just fucking teetering at the brink, at the top. Yeah, maybe you do need a pullback before that car catches on fire. So I hope you can use this information uh, to guide your own training, whether it's strength training, whether it's for sport, 
whether it's for life, you know, so you can train for longer periods of time uninterrupted. So I'm not saying, you know, you train for 60, 70, 80, 90, two minutes or two hours. I'm talking training for a longer block of time without getting injured, getting sick, um, or having your body break down in you in some way. It also means that you'll be able to do it at a higher intensity and also being more in tune with your body, which means you're not going to have your body tell you when it's going to shut down um, because that, that will happen. Your body will shut down in some way, shape or form if you don't listen to it. As mentioned, your body sends you information every day. Okay, you don't always need to rely on technology to tell you what your body is doing. Sometimes you just need to shut the fuck up, reduce the stimuli and the input going into your brain. So maybe it is actually sit in silence, do a body scan. Uh, yeah, Jesse's getting all woo-woo. But actually thinking about how you're feeling. How am I feeling today? Good. Everybody's response, feel great. Good. I'm fine, thank you. And then actually go a few levels deeper. How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel good. Hey, how are you actually feeling? No, I feel good. Hey man, sorry, you can tell me. Like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Oh, I feel a bit flat. Hey man, how are you doing? Dude, I'm fucking wrecked. I'm fucking exhausted. My brain has got four million tabs open. You know, my legs feel like jelly. You know, I've got no get up and go. Cool. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're actually getting to the fucking, the root cause of why you feel like you feel. And all it took was a couple further uh, questions of, hey, how are you doing? Just checking in on the body today. How are you feeling? You know, so don't be too proud or don't be too egotistical or don't be too manly or whatever the fucking word you want to use about it. Like, Get to grips with knowing your body, inside and out. All right, listen carefully to what your body has to say. Because if you don't, it will come back to bite you in the ass. So guys, that's a very long uh, episode today. Uh, I did have some lengthy show notes and I tried to stay on point as much as I could, but the art of auto-regulation is something that it's learned uh, both through understanding the concepts of overtraining, under-recovery, and the components within them, uh, but also through uh, through experience. So first-hand experience, you actually have to go and do shit. Uh, if you always wrap yourself in cotton wool, you're not going to get very far. You, you're not going to push yourself. You're not going to see the progress and the gains in strength, muscle, fitness, etc. You actually have to work at it. You actually have to push and force your body to adapt. And these adaptations do sometimes come at a cost. Um, sometimes it's a positive cost, sometimes it's a negative cost, but it's up to you to listen to your body and what it's telling you. Hey, we did that thing last time, that really took it out of me. Okay, roger that, I'm not gonna push it any further. I'm just gonna try and repeat it and see if I can recuperate from it better. Get the body to adapt to that level of stress before I apply any more on top of that. Does that make sense? I hope so. Cool. Uh, guys, if you have any questions or follow-up on this topic, I would love to hear from you. Um, it's something that I'm really keen on, you know, understanding further, you know, for myself. That's why it's it's almost an hour-long podcast on the topic. Uh, but yeah, hit me up on social media if you have follow-up questions. And guys, if you got something out of this podcast, I would really appreciate a five-star rating. You know, just spent the last hour talking in detail about a concept that may help you transform how you perform your strength training and workouts and sport performance for the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 50 years. And if you got some benefit out of it, I would appreciate you spending one or two minutes to go on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and write up a review. Five stars only. And yeah, I really do appreciate it because I put a lot of time and effort into it. And I would appreciate if you reciprocate and did that for me. So thanks for listening, guys. I will speak to you soon for another episode. But until then, auto-regulate up or down based upon how you feel and what your body is telling you consciously and subconsciously. 
you loved the wake-up call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please, share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.